What up, what up, what up? We're fucking back! What is Me Survivors in the house? And I'm so excited to be talking about me. Yay, yay, yay! Stop, enough about me. Enough about me. Tell me more about me. That's so My dated. last chef would t- say fucking that to Sagittarius. me. Fucking Sagittarius. Love it. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Today, when this episode comes out... What? Is your fucking birthday. Oh, that's... I didn't think about I... that. Because it's not my birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, so I'm 32. Happy birthday. So this is a perfect episode for me. So, okay. A little about me. I'm the best. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) A little bit about me. (laughs) Today's my birthday, technically, in the future. Yes. It's not my birthday today, so it's weird to say it's my birthday. It's the future birthday. When you guys hear this, it's my birthday. It'll be his birthday. I will be 32. And? No, there's no... I'm just saying. Okay. I'll be 32. And I graduated culinary school when I was 21. Okay. So I've been a fucking in the culinary industry for a long fucking time. 11 years. And I started culinary school, I think, when I was, no, I was 21. Yeah. Okay. 2021, something like that. I don't remember. Um. Anyways, I've been a chef for fucking 11 years. And I have some things to say about it. <laughs> We had your fertility episode, so Go I, think off, son. I think it'd be fun to like talk about food, yeah, and like the perspective from a non-chef to versus a chef. And I'm a non-chef, yeah. So let me know what you want me to say. No. <laughs> I don't yeah. know much. So I uh, I just wrote some things down that I want to talk about from a chef's perspective. So as with the with the the big social media outburst of YouTube and then TikTok. Oh, yep. Uh, okay. everyone's a chef right? don't fucking call yourself a chef do not <laughs> fucking call yourself a chef until you can run a fucking kitchen okay can I you're you- not chef lizard or whatever your name is i'm not a chef no i'm not talking about i'm talking oh. about the people I'm, you're not chef scott you're can not I, chef scott can i ask you a question can i yes. ask you a question yes so now that you're an executive chef <laughs> yes do you make your sous chef called you Chef David. No. Um, when you are a chef of certain caliber, people do it automatically. It's it's bizarre. Okay. So nine times out of ten, people call me chef at work. Oh. And how does that feel? Well, they also called me chef as a sous chef. Okay. The non-chefs called me chef as a sous chef. Okay. But now everyone calls me chef. Or oh. yeah. Um it's like doctor. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, it's, I guess that's really cool. It's like a pride thing, but it does make me feel good about it. I was myself. literally thinking about that when I was driving home yesterday. Really? I don't know like, why. Do people call David chef? <laughs> they do. I was totally like, yeah. I wonder if the new hire calls him chef. Yeah. They all call me, almost everyone there calls me chef. Um, which is, it's very nice. I love that about like, one thing I love, like one thing I can say after 11 years in this fucked up industry, as much <laughs> as I love it. Um, the amount of pride that, or the amount of like respect people have for the, the job itself, Mm -hmm. um, really makes me happy because it is as hard as people think it is. Right. Like, yeah, period. So if you're on fucking TikTok making chicken nuggies, you're not a fucking chef. You can go fuck yourself. Take the chef out of your title and call yourself what you are. And that's a fucking housewife. Noted. Motherfuckers. Damn. Don't call yourself a chef. You're not going to call yourself a a doctor if you don't have a doctor's in something. What if someone says, I'm chefing it up? That's different. Okay. That's so different. (laughs) Linda Lou. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We love, well, also Linda Cook's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But if you're saying, oh, I'm chefing it up, that's completely different. Okay. But if you're like, hi, I'm David, I'm a chef, and you like make TikTok videos, you can go fuck yourself. Also, if you went to culinary school and you come out of culinary school, you're a fucking peasant. You're a prep cook at best. Damn. So if you're in culinary school and you think that you're going to go into like a sous chef position, which I've seen someone be knocked off their pedestal very fast, you're going to be laughed at. Damn. I mean, that you got to learn. Yeah. Well, people think it's like when you go, when you get um, a, not a license, a fucking, um, was it, it's a piece of paper you get from going to school. A degree. A a degree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you get a degree you can generally go out and get a decent paying job in whatever you studied but it's usually for it's the us, bottom of the barrel for us 
even I think nursing is very similar to the culinary world because like you come out of nursing school, you're not going to be an, a fucking P practitioner. It's hard. Yeah. Right. Nurses get paid a lot more, I think, but still like yeah. when you're in culinary school, you don't know shit. After you graduate culinary school, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. You learned enough to get out, and now you so if you learn. haven't, so if you haven't even been to culinary school, you really don't know shit. You gonna learn today, and, and I say that in terms of holding yourself up to a chef's caliber. Okay, everyone in our house cooks great. I am, I've been, I'm an executive chef, and I can say everyone in our house cooks great. Thanks. Your mom cooks I amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you guys have, you guys aren't chefs. You no. don't cook like chefs. We, but we you make five. good food. Yeah. You know, um, which I guess kind of goes into, well, we're still bitching about TikTok for a little bit. Okay. Just because you put, oh my God, don't get me fucking started on the chef. What is that thing on Facebook? It's like chef's taste or chef's world or something where they have the stupidest fucking recipes. It's like he'll like roll steak and cheese and like, I don't know. They do weird shit. Some people know what I'm talking about. If you're part of that company. Or anything like that. You can go fuck yourself. They'll put like cheese on everything. Like stop putting cheese on everything. Oh yeah. Cheese does not need to go on everything. White people be putting cheese on everything to make it look good. What about or butter with everything? Butter's, How do you feel about butter? Butter's great. Butter's okay. uh, If you're using it as the, the thing to cook with. Uh -huh. It's great. If you're putting four fucking pounds of it in your food. For no reason. Just to make it taste good. I mean, you're going to get clogged arteries other than that. I don't have an opinion on that. But okay. my thing is, like, people put cheese and everything on social media to make it look good. And I promise you, it does not taste good. That's a skill. I guess that's a perk of being a chef is I can look at someone cook something and I can immediately I can know without even fucking tasting it what it's going to be lacking. That's skill. I know. I feel so good about it. <laughs> yeah, like they'll put this dry ass pasta and they'll just put a shit ton of cheese on it, melt it, and they're like, ooh, it's ooey gooey. And it's like, there's no salt, there's no acid, blah, blah, blah. So I love watching like reactions to people making that are like very, like their personalities are very big. And they'll always be like, I don't see any seasoning on that chicken. Or I don't, did you even so watch that? Takes, that takes me into my next thing, which I'm going to make those people pissed off. Okay, let's hear it. But hot take. But like I said, if you're not a chef with 11 years in the fucking experience, if you're not an executive chef with 11 years in, with the experience, you have no right to debate me on this. So just because you're at home using Lowry's fucking seasoning does not mean you're seasoning your food properly. No. Just because you're at home using 17 different seasonings does not mean you're cooking properly for that to taste good. I agree. Your seasonings don't mean shit to a chef. And the reason why I say that is because most of these people that are like, where's the seasoning? Where's the seasoning? It's like your seasoning's three different kinds of flavored salts. It's Lowry's. And it's like seasoned It's fucking salt. Creole salt. It's seasoned salt and it's garlic salt. Those are not real seasonings. Those are all artificially flavored. All I think of is hypertension. That too. But this whole like crazy and like don't get me wrong, I'm here to bash on white people cooking all the time. But I guarantee you I can make better tasting food with salt and pepper than I you could with any seasonings at your disposal. Yeah. So like get off your fucking high so horse. Sometimes with the are seasoning. you saying like less is more? No. What I'm saying is seasoning to a chef, it's salt, it's pepper, and it's acid. So a lot of people don't even realize the importance of acid and oh, yeah. food. Um the lemons. <laughs> that's why you're like oh you put a little lemon oh you put a little vinegar always there always needs to be and that's one thing that separates cooks from chefs is the importance of knowing what seasoning really is and it's right. not paprika it's not cumin it's salt pepper in some form of acid hmm. um another thing that you'll learn in cooking is there is always 100 percent of the time there is always an exception to the rule so okay. if you've ever heard a cooking rule there's always a fucking exception to it. For instance, sense. when you're pickling something, all you're putting in it is acid. You're not really paying attention to, like, you know, how much acid because you're fucking pickling something. Right. But um, that's another really good point. So get off your fucking high horse with the seasonings thing. Because I guarantee you I can make better tasting fucking food with salt and pepper than you could with a whole pantry of seasonings. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that felt good to get off my chest. Okay. Because I hear all the, because I'll hear, I'll see like chefs be cooking, 
like chicken. Yeah. And they'll fucking brine it. They'll fucking pat it dry. They'll sear it nice. And you'll see these stupid ass motherfuckers in the comments be like, where's the seasoning? Where's the seasoning? Where's, where's the seasoning? The it's like, motherfucker, you don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about. You dumb, ugly bitch. Tell them how you really um, but- feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, take people's... What I recommend, if you wanna if you wanna find a good recipe, especially if an eth- if it's an ethnic recipe that's not English, uh-huh. go to someone that doesn't speak English and you have to read subtitles. Go on YouTube and go to a video where you have to put on subtitles because they are speaking the native language of that of that. I food. like that rule. And the reason why is because back, you know, I I'm big, I'm gonna go into misconceptions, but another misconception is recipes are anything. Recipes are as useless as your fucking seasonings damn and i'm gonna tell you why i have given three different people the same exact recipe yes and we talked every about this. single fucking one was completely different i believe in that yeah because or or like you know when chefs aren't chefs and they're like this is my family secret recipe it's like it doesn't like people that put too much weight on a recipe aren't real chefs because hmm. you kind of just got to go with your feelings well, yeah, and that recipe is not why your food's good. I'm not saying your food's bad. I'm saying you're not a chef. What I'm saying is, is that food's good because of how you've been taught to make it, not because of that piece of paper. True. So that's another big... technique. That's another... Yes, absolutely. You can just throw ingredients together. Yeah. And it ain't shit. Yeah, and like, another big misconception is that chefs cook good all the time. <laughs> like, chefs False. do not... Yeah, like, we are human... People think, I feel like sometimes I'm treated like a trained monkey. Like, they, like, not, no one near here. I'm talking about when I'm, like, at private events or something. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you're the chef. Like, everything is going to be perfect, which we are usually perfectionists. But what I'm saying is, like, we mess up sometimes. Yeah. People don't think that. People think, like, chefs are, like, every time you're going to get a meal from the chef, it's going to be, like, this crazy, like out of this world experience and uh, it's like i'm making mac and cheese some days you have an off day or like i'm not i'm not fucking like you know making fucking crazy food i'm making basic food all the and time and then you like kind of don't have as much as an oomph in it is that what you're saying what I, yeah what i'm saying is we're not perfect okay yeah I mean, the more sense. the more you go the less you fuck up but if you know a chef that's been a chef for three years they're gonna fuck up can we go back to what you said about if you want to learn how to make like ethnic food to go watch a video, not in English yeah. from someone actually of that culture. Yeah. Do you agree that if you go to a restaurant and you see people of that ethnicity eating there, that the food must be good? Yes. 100%. And that also like heavily. I agree too. That, that, that also like depends on demographics as well. Like if you are in Japanese town and all you see is Japanese people, there could be restaurants in that area that maybe aren't the best. Right. But you know, if you're at a red, red Indian restaurant, right. And it's, yes. like, you know, super busy with Indian people. Hell yeah. It's probably, it's probably, the best. It's probably good because they, they know the food. Some bomb ass chicken tikka masala. Yeah. And that actually goes into one I have. Okay. What I have today, guys, misconceptions, random food things that I'm pissed off about and perks. Okay. One of the really most amazing blessed things that I get from being a chef, it was being able to learn about cultures. Well, and look where you are. Yeah. In the fucking melting but pot. Look at where I came from. I know. I didn't know what sushi was. I didn't, I've never had Indian food before I went to culinary school. Like I was, I was white. That's why I love living in the Bay Area. Other than Portuguese and Mexican. Yeah. Which I love Mexican food because it's one of the few fucking ethnic foods I could get where I was from. Yep. But um, one of like. Was it good Mexican food though? Yes. Or? Yeah. Okay. Because okay. it was from Mexicans. It wasn't from restaurants. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, no, I went to like real like quinceaneras and stuff because. Yeah. Um, but anyways. I one thing that's really interesting about being a chef that you don't realize going into it is you can ask a chef a lot about like certain um like religious and cultural things and they'll know sometimes because it's so impactful and is represented in the food which I love so much which like, is why uh, like halal and exactly halal and, like, kosher. and why Indian people are vegetarian and why you know Chinese people mix tofu and only use a little bit of protein it's because back in the day they didn't have um mm-hmm. land oh, okay. to put the fucking pigs on to butcher them like they didn't have space 
so that's why and then the reason why like for instance the reason why chinese food is so fast it's all stir fries it's all quick cooking is because they didn't have like gas rain they didn't have room to put in stoves and shit and it's the reason why european food is so low and slow because they had the stoves and they had the time the way they lived their life china is very fast-paced and you know you know french is like very low and slow they fucking go to back home for an hour for lunch and then they take a nap and then they come back like you learn so much about people's lives through how they cook their food that it's very very rewarding to me it's probably one of my yeah and people i think this is also to put on the spot is like how smart chefs have to be like you cannot be dumb and be a good chef well because you have to take all of those things into consideration yeah and then you're mixing science with art <gasps> you know that's like nursing it absolutely Remember, is. I was like it's i ner- think nursing it's... is heavier on the science less on the art and then culinary is a little bit more heavy on the art a little less on the science. yeah but it is absolutely it's it's science and art mixed together yep um but yeah like you know the the level of knowledge the skill the muscle memory muscle memory like is so insane that a chef knows and i'm up here like trying to preach to the general public about how badass chefs are a lot of people know some people what pisses me off is don't try to mimic what we do because you make a video don't fucking do that so what he's saying is tiktok's pissing him off is that why you got rid of your tiktok no i got rid of tiktok because i i'm still sending you them by the way yeah well what i do is i'll redownload it go look at like 50 of them that i get sent and then i'll (laughs) retake it off okay because i spent sometimes i find myself spending too much time on it and i get pissed off about it it's true (laughs) yeah so very easy um, to do that and another little cute stat there is only a hundred and forty five thousand um sue and up chefs in america what so if you're a sous chef or an executive chef you're in that one hundred forty five thousand. that's pretty cool how many nurses are there in america i wonder there was five thousand nurses at the conference that i was at yeah so imagine how many nurse like that's what i'm <laughs> saying like it's such an elite job title to me you're fancy you know not like yeah just like not fancy but like i mean it's a big deal it's a big deal it's kind of like being like having a phd i think it is it's not as hard to, to get i don't know i mean like in terms of like you gotta really work your way up there yeah yeah and like absolutely. it's it's a title um, again i'm also doctor. here to hate on another group of people who are you putting through the mud the people that ugh, for a long time there was this like wave of people that all swear they hate mayonnaise i like mayo okay but there's so many people out you... there that's like oh my god david uses so much mayo yeah his but check it out so stuff. everyone's like i don't like mayonnaise like i swear to god there was like every other person i met didn't like mayonnaise and then they would go get fucking truffle fries and there'd be like a truffle aioli on it or they'd go yeah, get aiolis. fucking a wrap and there's a chipotle aioli aioli, aioli is, is fucking mayonnaise you dumb fucks <laughs> An aioli is a flavored mayonnaise. What if we just bought a Best Foods mayo and just took the label off and put aioli? <laughs> They'd be like, oh my god, this is so I good. Love this. And lemon and garlic, I think. Oh my god. Yeah, like, I understand you might not like American mayonnaise, but don't be ignorant to be like, I like. I think, you know what bothers me? Because I'm a Sagittarius and I hate trends. Okay. So when people jump on, like, the mayonnaise hate trend... And it's not real. It's not authentic. It pisses me off. I didn't off. even know there was a mayo hate train. Yeah, there was for a long time. People were That's like, uh, mayonnaise is like for white people. Blah, blah. Like, oh, no. I mean, every I, I know about ethnicity. That. I can tell you a sauce in every ethnicity that fucking probably uses mayonnaise. Caesar dressing. That's a Mexican thing. Caesar yeah. is from Mexico. Caesar salad. Y'all Mexicans been eating fucking Caesar salad since you're fucking 12. It's a Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Salad. Ensalada. Um. Mexicano. But, you know, the, every culture or uses Mexicano. mayonnaise or some form of it. Well, and what is mayo? Mayo is... Ooh, let's get into it. Mayonnaise is actually um, egg yolks that you emulsify oil into. Okay. And the reason why that can work is you're using friction um, to bind the lipids inside of the egg yolk Science. to the fat. So the lipids bind with the fat. Okay. And they make fucking mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. That's like... All it is. That's another reason why I'm like, 
you don't like mayonnaise. It's just fucking oil. Like you like mayonnaise. You just are fucking jumping on this stupid hype train. Just don't hop on a train because it's a hype, y'all. Yeah. And especially when you're not, especially when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You love mayo. Shut the fuck up. Or you like, you like that Chipotle dressing you got. It's fucking all oil. You fucking slut. I love me some Chipotle mayo. Yeah. Mayo. Uh, (laughs) There's also like Japanese mayo. Oh, Koopy. Oh my God. That shit is, you know, that shit's keto. I know. Regular mayo is keto. No, but I thought QB always had like a kind of sweet taste to it. It does a little bit. Um, but there's no sugar in it. Anyways. You can get that at Costco. Two pack. <laughs> um, some repercussions of being a chef. What um, are the repercussions? Fucking burns, man. Oh yeah. Burns and cuts. But this um, motherfucker can grab a hot ass bowl. I can't. That's a good repercussion, I guess. <laughs> I have fucking heat resistant ass hands now. Over here, like hella sensitive. He's I, like, it's true though. You yeah. Do. You you become kind He's of got resistant thick to heat. Skin on his fingertips. I do. Um, another thing I do sometimes is I say behind or corner super or loud. Heard. Oh, I say heard a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, heard. If you I'm hear like, someone oh, say okay. heard, oh my god, do I say that? I don't remember yeah, saying you that. Say to that you. to me all the time. See, I don't even realize like, it. I'm like, okay. I don't even Glad you realize heard that. It. Does that make sense to you though? Do you know what I'm saying when I, I say mean, heard? Yeah. I I oh, know shit. corner. I didn't even know. And I know those other things. I used to work at Applebee's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll so learn I know, that stuff like, as front corner of the house. or like coming out or yeah. whatever. Yeah, behind is the big one. Behind. Um, hot. In the beginning. Hot. Behind. Hot. Hot. These are carrying something hot. Sharp. Oh. Sharp is another one we say in the kitchen. Hot plate. Hot plate. Um, Runners. People don't. No, literally. <laughs> oh my god, I love that you at least know some of it. Um, the cooking like kitchens have a universal language that yeah. is so amazing. So like, for instance, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but if I just get done cooking something or something's hot, I leave a dry towel on it. So in a kitchen, when you leave a dry towel on something, it means that's hot. Did not know that. Yeah. So I never noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because what, we don't have that many towels. Or like, I don't cook ever. <laughs> Which that too. we'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, if you ever like, if you ever go into a kitchen for whatever reason and you see a hot towel on something, it means don't touch it. And the reason for that, like, think no about bunker. it. Think about it. You take all these sheet trays out of an oven and put them on a sheet on a on a speed rack. Okay. And then you need to walk away because you're done with that. Mm-hmm. How is anyone else that's going to know that needs to move that speed rack or whatever going to know that it's hot? So they've developed Smart. this. They've developed this secret language that if you see a dry towel folded onto something, it's like, oh, don't touch that. You guys don't burn your hands. <laughs> <I never laughs> or if you're that. at home and you burn yourself a lot, that's a good way to remind yourself that that pot's hot. I see it all the time in cooking videos from these quote unquote fucking piece of shit wannabe chefs. And they burn themselves. It's like, yeah, you're not trained properly. Oh, my God. I saw a fuck. guy burn himself. Oh, bad. did you? Did he call himself a chef? I don't remember. Yeah. Fucking. He fucking burned the shit out of his hand. Yeah. Oh, because he put the pan on the stove and was heating it. And he literally, and he didn't realize he turned it on. And he was saying that he was going to tell <sighs> the people watching, like, always make sure you're you're you start with a cold pan or something like that for what touches it to say it's cold but he fucking accidentally turned the bitch on and he burned off his fucking fingertips literally burned them off he probably calls himself a chef i don't know by the way you rarely start with a cold pan i don't remember what he was making the only time you start with a cold pan is when you're cooking duck breast skin on i don't think it was and you use a cast iron for that anyways no idea what he was little tip at home if you're cooking, you heat up your pan before you put in oil. Yeah. People put in the oil cold and then heat I it up. I used to do that when I didn't know I'm better. I'm surprised you actually know. Honestly. Yeah. You heat the pan first and then yep. you put the oil. It creates a nonstick surface. I didn't know that that's why you do it. <laughs> I just do it. Well, that's still, you do it. Yeah. So you heat up the pan and then you put the oil in it. creates a more nonstick surface. Oh. Yeah. Um... A lot of things, too, like if you know a chef that's been in the industry for a lot, it takes a pretty strong physical toll on your body. I mean, I know chefs that I know chefs that have more injuries in kitchens than construction workers do. Like, I know, like, I've damn near broken my back twice, you know, working in high volume kitchens. I have, you know, your body changes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you ain't a spring chicken no more. No, that's very true. 32 years old. 
Oh my god, okay. Fuck off. Fart. I don't know why we're bringing that up. <laughs> oh my god, it's almost like I'm being spoken to to someone that's younger than me. Oh, that's right, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at you like, where are you going with this? <laughs> you're calling me old bitch? I know. Let's check the calendars, motherfucker. I'm older than you. <laughs> by two years, and. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think another thing that you can relate to and like your nurse friends can relate to is <laughs> like a lot of people don't last in culinary school and mm. a lot of people don't last in the industry yeah. um i think out of burnout is real huh well there's burnout and then there's people that get into it for the wrong reasons yep i think it's not as much as chefs are i mean nurses are like because chefs don't you don't necessarily make a lot of money mm-hmm. but some people do it because like they think they want to cook but they're not sure and then they see the industry for they're what it like, is oh maybe i'll go into culinary school yeah and then they get hit with the hard truth of what our shit is so saying that is there any like prep like for example i was a medical assistant before i became a nurse so mm-hmm. that gave me a really good yes idea of yes. like what's gonna happen so what would that be for someone who wants to go to culinary yes. school yes my biggest advice is before going into culinary school do some research on some high-end or really well-respected kitchens Mm -hmm. go talk to the fucking chef that would be me if you're you know go talk to the chef Mm -hmm. and say hey i think i want to learn cooking i'll come in and fucking wash dishes i'll be a dishwasher and get your fucking foot into a good restaurant that will teach you Everything you learn in culinary school for free while you're getting paid. I love that. Yeah, because that's so smart. I don't I didn't have that where I was growing up and I got accepted, you know, well, everyone gets accepted, but I got into Le Cordon Bleu and um, I didn't know that was an option for me. That's smart. You know what I'm saying? So my, it does give you a good idea of what you're going to be doing. And the, with. There's this is a double edged sword, though. Because you're not going to know what a good chef is, and you can pick up bad habits. But okay. culinary school is a little bit better if you like the academic setting. But if you really like the academic setting, then the kitchen might not be for you. So what my, my advice to you, if you're like a new person trying to get into the chef world, <laughs> into the culinary scene, um, go be a dishwasher for six months. If you can make it as a dishwasher for six months you're meant for the industry and you tell your chef like, Hey, I'll come in and roast dishes, but I'm so hungry to learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. And that chef is going to treat you completely different than any regular schmo. Well, and I think even if you were to learn bad habits, if, if this is just a precursor to culinary school, then when you go to culinary school, you should be able to learn the correct way of doing it. Well, that's the thing. If you're learning the shit that you need to learn in cooking, I don't recommend going to culinary school. I actually do not recommend culinary school for, for a lot of people and i went oh. yeah so um it is more important important to learn in the in actual the field mm-hmm. in terms of kitchens if you have a good chef that's willing to teach you that is priceless having a good chef that's willing to teach you is absolutely priceless so you don't necessarily need like a certificate saying you went to culinary absolutely not that means nothing in the culinary world okay in fact there's a lawsuit against Le Cordon Bleu because they were turning down culinary students because of how they were they treated people. They came out being like, I want to be sous chef. I went to culinary school. And, you know, the chef's like, bitch, you don't fucking know shit. Or they'll hire this person as a line cook taking a, a gamble and they suck. Damn. So they went through that. I mean, that's so it's a gimmick. Shut so down. really, it you is. don't need to go to a culinary school. You do not school. need to go to culinary school. Um, I always, I think culinary school is great. I didn't have a choice, so I made it work. I not only was hungry for being a chef, so I went to culinary school, bright-eyed and fucking bushy every day, mm-hmm. and then I went I went out into the field knowing that I wasn't shit, so I still worked my way up from the bottom. Well, I know like some, co- some community colleges offer courses. Yes, you could totally do that. So that might be the way to do get a fucking like, course. the science part of it. Yeah, do a course. Do some food science classes if you really want to, but if you really want to be in the culinary scene, and you're just starting, especially if you're young, fucking start at six, start them at 16 and a half. If you think your kid wants to be a chef, fucking fine dining restaurant dishwasher. I love it. It will be the best experience of their lives. And then you tell them if they can't make it six months doing this, they have no business being on the, on the line. Damn. 
it's a it's a cutthroat world, man. Yeah. Our our shit's cutthroat. And I'll have some cutthroat stories when we come back. But I think we need to take a little break. We will be back. And we're back. We're motherfucking back. All right. So we were. Where did we live off? <laughs> Talking about dishwashing is a good way to get into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good. One. So yeah, that's my little advice. That's if you have cool. a kid. If you have a kid or, you know, someone that's like, what do I do? I want to be a chef. There's a lot of different avenues. First avenue you should always take. Go into a, a good, reputable restaurant. Talk to the chef. I like that. Say you want to get into the um, the culinary world. Say you'll do whatever it takes and go Love wash it. dishes. Or Not whatever it takes. I would say. Well, <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. on You know what I fucking I mean, know. you sick, disgusting. <laughs> There's freaking weirdos. I've seen too many movies. Okay. Like, what are you going to do for that promotion? I would do a lot of things. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, when I got promoted to, I think I was lead cook. I posted on Instagram. I was like, I got a, I got a promotion, and it's a picture of a girl with fucked up knees. <laughs> <laughs> I've never blown anyone for a promotion. I just want to make that very clear. Thank but you for making that clear. I kind of wish I would have. That'd be kind of cool. I, the power. The power that you had to. D- yeah. No, it's the other way around. If you're making oh. someone blow you to get a promotion, you're the one with the power. Oh, you're not right. Not the blower. Oh, you're right. I would still. <laughs> you're like, yeah, fucking. Um, fucking however, that, I, well, that is either. a good point. There is a lot of nepotism. There's a lot oh, of sexual yep. shit that happens in kitchens. If your kid or something you know is coddled, prepare them for the kitchen. They're going to see drugs. They are going to see sex. They Have are them going watch to... Waiting. They're going. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to I please tell me you've seen that movie no I have not <gasps> um, shut the fuck up waiting? you've never seen waiting I don't watch movies I, I can't. oh that's the most mad you've been at me saying no you didn't even say that when I have said I haven't watched Wizard of Oz you didn't react like that no waiting for someone who's a chef it's not it's a, a chef restaurant it's more of like an applebee's kind of restaurant but oh. like everyone who works there is fucked up oh yeah. but the people in the kitchen are too fucking real. crazy too real and they make they like, show each other their like ball sacks and like yeah make different... oh my god we used to like one of the chefs would <laughs> they, like, like spit in food and girl food. i worked at a <laughs> you want to know <laughs> no, do i say this we worked at a kitchen that there was a two quart plastic container with cornstarch that the chefs would go dip their balls in because it got sweaty Ew. <laughs> That's fucking gross. Okay. See? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That's a real thing. You get so sweaty and like chafy down there that they have like cornstarch. So watch waiting. <laughs> You'll see what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. So if your like kid is kind of like a goody two shoes, like just you got to mentally prepare, prepare them. I'm not a parent. Them I don't waiting. know how to do it. But like, you know, I haven't met a lot of goody two shoes people in kitchens so but the common misconception is that we watch cooking tv all the chefs that i know do not watch cooking tv we don't watch top chef we don't watch like we don't watch that shit so you're saying that that's not a good way to prep prep like watching like hell's kitchen no to prep you for the culinary world well are they gonna absolutely not this bloody risotto is I mean, you have to be prepared for that, yes, but no, it's not a good way you to prep think yourself. This is what's that shit called? What beef Wellington? Okay, so the reason why they have <laughs> risotto and beef Wellington on that show is because it's some of the hardest things to do, and they choose and it's hard to up. cook beef Wellington. These scallops, yeah, it's hard to feel that. I would love to. You know what? I wonder how I would do. I don't think I would do great <laughs> all the time. But I think I could turn it out with cooking scallops and risotto. I'm a fucking pro. Mm. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah. So just keep that in mind. Like, we're nasty, disgusting people. I've told that I'm probably molesting my nephews because I'm gay. I've been told that in the kitchen. Jesus Christ. Um, so you deal with a lot of misogyny. You oh. deal a lot with mm-hmm. uh, homophobia. I'm sure. Um, the working inner workings of why I'm such a hard bitch was because of... I was... 22 when i started at apple and there was a lot the thing about where oh yeah i guess i just said it whatever um you said what the thing about working in like higher end or corporate is there's a lot of escapism and mental health issues that happen in kitchens because it's easy to escape because uh. you're working so hard and your whole life revolves around food so you have a lot of hurt trauma a lot of people with a lot of trauma in these fields mm-hmm. 
and they take it out on you. If you show an uh, an inkling of weakness, you will get ran over. And I experienced it the first time when I became lead. And um, there's this guy that I worked with that was like 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. We had the same job position. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet that was fun. Yeah. So he would always come up and critique my food every day. Not like, and you know, me being like, you know what? I put my pride aside to become a better chef. That's the only thing I put my pride aside for. So when people came and critiqued my food, I would take the note. So I'd be like, okay, cool. Thank you. Let me think about it. Which is smart. But then it started happening every day. Because he was. And it was stupid shit It was an ageism thing. Yes. And he was salty. Because we were the same position. I was 20 years younger than you. And actually, my best friend that we just called on the last show, Amanda is the one that pointed out to me i worked with her at the time and she's like you're like this young buck like running circles around it. that's what she called me it was so funny um she's like you're like this young buck running circles around him so he's salty about it and um that makes sense though that was the first time where i was like fuck i guess i gotta watch my back a little bit and it just got worse after that um because then i started f- you have to fight back in kitchens you should fight back in any role, especially if you're being like bullied well, by some old fart because you're it, half their age and you're, yeah. you've made it to where they're at and they yeah. took them how long? Ugh, well, that's a pet in, in kitchens, you have to be specifically a, a warrior. You have to be like, I feel like in a lot of places you have to sugarcoat things, whereas in kitchens, you're getting the raw thing. You're getting the real shit. You're not mm. getting someone talking shit behind your back to Sally Mae over here. You're getting a guy like looking down on you and talking shit to you as you're trying, as you have five pans on your fucking Sounds station. Like kitchen. Yeah, a little bit, but it's real. That's yeah. all fucking produced. But maybe you know? they produce it because they want you to know what it's like in the real world. It's not like that. No one cooks like that anymore. No, so no, they no. I know, but like, like the the politics of like oh yeah the way well, that people treat yes, each other. Yes, yes, yes. And like, but they're all comp- competing in real true. kitchens. You're a team, right? If you have a good chef, you're you feel like you're a cohesive team. Um, if yeah. you're not a good chef, your people could be at each other's fucking throats, which was my situation. Mm. My situation was. You can go and, oh, girl, you need to prepare people when they go into the kitchen world. They will fuck with your prep. They were over, they'll like throw salt into the shit. <gasps> that you're, yeah, dude, it's fucking, it's crazy. It's happened it's to me. To be a team. Well, certain kitchens, the way they're set up, especially corporate kitchens, bigger volume kitchens, it's not like that. You're not Ooh. a team. Go into like a real restaurant. If you can get into fine dining, great. You do not have to know fine dining. Um, but another misconception is Michelin stars ain't shit. <clears throat> People think Michelin stars are like it's overpriced. It's overpriced. It's it's by a tire company. Like I didn't know that that was the same yeah. fucking Michelin. Do you know why Michelin star is a thing? Is because Michelin put out a restaurant guide to sell more tires. Are you so, fucking kidding me? Nope. So people would go traveling to these restaurants. That was like their <gasps> way of mm-hmm. So Michelin stars ain't shit yeah no i'm dead serious look it up that's fucking hilarious to me yeah michelin stars (laughs) and this was a long time ago when this why don't we have a chevron (laughs) right i'm not kidding look it up spend more money on gas to go drive to these (laughs) to wear out their tires so the people buy more tires 12 chevron stars (laughs) at this diner yeah so that's where michelin star on i-40 that's where michelin star come from it doesn't mean shit now I will say, if you have a Michelin star, you're probably a good restaurant. You're probably doing something amazing. You're probably good. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Some of my favorite chefs have revoked or not gotten a Michelin star. And I've been to restaurants where I've been straight-up disappointed, Adega in San Jose, where the food was not good. Not Michelin star-worthy. No, not at all. And really expensive. Overpriced as fuck. Holy fuck. So Michelin stars ain't shit. Um, another misconception is that chefs eat good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> chefs don't eat good. We don't eat good. We no. eat top ramen and Taco Bell like the rest of you. Mm, Taco Bell. And we're not ashamed to say it. But people think, you know, oh, you're a chef. You must eat good. People really think. People be thinking we come home and make five course meals for a family. Another misconception. Chefs don't fucking cook at home. Nope. There's a select 
fucking golden few that do. My one of my really good friends, Ashley, (laughs) she'll literally be like, "Yeah, I already planned." She plans dinner every day, and she makes it. After we had a grueling day at work, I'm like, "Bitch, you're a unique breed." She have family she has to feed. It's just her and her boyfriend. Oh, lovely people, but no, I'm like, I do not cook at home, Chris. Like. I'm so glad that Crystal and Jacob are understanding of that because some people are like, "You're a chef, go That'd fucking be like cook." Like me coming home and then you're like, "Can you tell me about my follicle fucking IVF cycle and like tell that? me about my estradiol level?" But like, like, no. But then doing the work for like thirty to forty minutes, like, yeah, no. Like cooking, washing dishes when I've just done it all fucking day is yeah. like literally torture. It's the worst. Um. But yeah, uh, another misconception, like I said, we were talking about the culinary school. You don't, to become good, it takes years. And mm-hmm. some people are faster than others, but nothing is like, nothing is more worth your, nothing is, experience is the most useful thing in the in the kitchen. You can even work with a shitty chef. And if you do it for long enough, you're, you'll eventually get good if you want to, you know? Yeah, because you're going to learn. With the experience. Yeah, especially if you want to become better. That's another thing. Like, no one is going to hold your hand in a kitchen. You are. Think of yourself, even if you're in a good kitchen where you're, like, with a team and stuff. Like, no one's going to hold your hand. And you will be tested. And you will be internally tested, mentally tested, physically tested. So take care of your mental health. Yeah. Take care of your... Make sure you're having a balanced diet and getting good rest. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, See a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's not for the faint of heart. I've had a plate thrown at me. Damn. I've Is had a plate a thrown plate? at me. Um Did it have food on it? Yes, that's why it was they thrown. Were like, this is shit. Pull. Literally. <gasps> I've had that happen to me once. What is this? Yeah. Risotto. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> just I I remember one of the oh, what was it? I made I made like lemon thyme mashed potatoes. Okay. In culinary school. And I put too much lemon in it. Mm. And he tasted it and fucking hit my plate and said, Did you just feed me like rancid potatoes? Ew. He's like, Whenever you're cooking something with cream and stuff, you have to be careful of the amount of acid you put in it because it can come off curdled or bad. Oh. Think of sour milk. That makes sense. I was like, damn, bitch. I was so pissed. Like, you made me look stupid in front of everyone. But yeah, I put too much lemon in it. And he was like, this is garbage. Get out of my sight. And he fucking hit the plate out. And is it true that you should always taste your food before you send it out? Oh, my God. That's a huge, 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 huge thing. Taste your food. Taste your fucking food. Because I see that on shows all the time. You should taste your food. I think the the to make America better. Make America I'm, better. Call me fucking Trump, bitch. We're going to make America great again. <laughs> um, Taste your food while you're cooking. It's important. No one takes, like, 90% of the home cooks that I see cook do not taste their food as they're cooking. And it's so important. I try to. It's it's hard. It's hard because you're not in the habit of it. Yeah. But it's it's such a good habit to get Question. into. Question. Mm-hmm. If you make something too salty, what do you do to counteract that? Ooh, that's a hard one. So the only thing you can really do is bulk it up. So, like, like what you're. What does that mean? Okay. What, what do you make? Give me an example of something you made that's too Let's salty. Let's say I made, like. <clears throat> chicken tacos and i put too much salt in my chicken yeah the only thing you could do is to add a bunch of shit to it with no salt so go get a can of corn fucking throw it in there go get oh. some um tomatoes tomato sauce Tom- no no not tomato sauce but like you know tomatoes go throw some vegetables in there go cook off another pound of meat and then add it to that and then cut it in half and freeze half oh, of it like damn. the only thing to so correct, taste your food before it gets too salty and and a big a big cooking um saying is you can always add but you can never take away mm-hmm. so you know season a little by little it makes sense you know, season little by little but over salting is one of the hardest things to fix mm. yeah that's why people like say you can always add you can never take away does so sugar you- belong in spaghetti sauce um <clears throat> these are like this is something that i always i love this argument. this is great <laughs> um you can put a little sugar in tomato sauce and the reason for that is if it is um too acidic if, if it's acidic if say you get have acidic tomatoes and you taste it and it's sour throw a little sugar into it okay also if you're making something like a spicy bolognese 
Um, a little bit of sugar goes a long way because why spice and sugar complement each other so Ooh. fucking well. Okay. Um, however, America Americans like to put way too much sugar in their shit. Oh, hell when no. I say sugar belongs in tomato sauce, think of four quarts of tomato sauce needs maybe a tablespoon of sugar. I believe it. Some people put in a lot more than that. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a big misconception. I think what pisses me off is when people jump on this bandwagon of hate when they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's like an extreme. It's like, you put sugar in your tomato sauce, your garbage. Like pineapple and on it's pizza. Like, that's different, I think. That's a, <laughs> that's like a pineapple goes on certain pizzas if there's jalapenos on it to counteract the spiciness. Um, I personally think, you know, the Hawaiian barbecue pineapple is too much sweet because you have the barbecue, barbecue sauce. mixed with the pineapple. Yeah. yeah. If you cut the pineapples up super small and put them on um, a pizza that's generally more spicy and has different umami flavors to it, it could work. However, when you put the barbecue sauce on it with the pineapple, it's too sweet for me personally. Hmm. So <clears throat> I think pineapple can work on some pizzas. However, I generally don't get pineapple on pizzas because Americans either. usually pair pineapple with other sweet things like a sweet ham and a barbecue sauce, which I fucking hate. So hmm. um, there's that. I love all these little like questions you have. <laughs> um, um, I had I have another like horror story. Um, I was making <laughs> another what I've learned in my career is when I'm feeling really fucking prideful and good about something. I'm going to be knocked down a peg. So one time our like our executive <laughs> chef of like all of our cafes came in. Like the guy that runs fucking shit at Apple. Like the mm-hmm. fucking motherfucker that runs all of the the culinary at Apple came in. And I was like, yeah, motherfucker, I made the I made a Hawaiian plate, so like mac salads. I made a smoked shallot like aioli for my mac salad. Mayo. I made, yeah. Um, <laughs> I made like another really good side and my Kahlua pork that I made came out fucking fantastic because Ooh. I did a, I did smoked shallots and garlic. I smoked it for a long time, made a paste out of it, cooked my like meat, like kind of carnitza style and tossed it in with the smoky um, garlic and shallot mix. So I Ooh. got like that. I cooked it under a pit with smoke flavor. That was good. And I thought I was on top of the world. I'm like, this motherfucker's not going to know what hit him. And I bring up the plate. (laughs) I'll never forget this time. I've never wanted to cry in the walk-in more. I'm like getting teary-eyed right now. I bring up my plate and he said, I don't think I want to taste this. Your pork looks like cat food. (gasps) Because I overshredded it. Mixing the paste in. Damn. He said, you got cat food on your Sheba. plate, bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, he said, what like is that, fancy feast? <laughs> Damn. And I was like, what do you say to that? I said nothing. I would be like, I swear it's not cat food. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Yeah. That's probably what I would have said. Um, I'd be like, no. So I was, um, I was embarrassed. <laughs> Did anyone Usually else I eat it? A, they all ate it. It was fucking amazingly delicious. But he was being but judging a book by its cover. No, it's it's. I was so focused on the flavor that I lost, the you know, appeal. my concept of of the plating almost. Yeah, because it has to look good too, right? Yeah, and he was. What's annoying is he was fucking right. I overshredded it, like I overshredded the pork. But uh, I will always remember that. I will also remember the time that I, like I said, I never grew up eating sushi. Mm-hmm. And I've never had, like, sesame-crusted tuna before. That's, like, a big thing here in the Bay Area. Bitches love fucking sesame-crusted tuna. That's raw in the center. I don't know that I've ever had that. Really? It's it's really popular in a lot of, like, restaurants. So, (laughs) I was making, like, probably $1,200 worth of tuna, sushi-grade tuna. And I got the fucking sesame crust on. I was like, this looks so fucking sexy. And I was grilling it off, and it was sticking well. And my chef, I remember she told me this was honestly her fault because I was a new cook. Okay. It's my fault. But no. You weren't instructed enough? It's not. A, yeah, I was not instructed enough. She told me to flash it after I'm done. What does that Searing mean? It. Exactly. So to my brain, when you say like flash it, it usually means flash it in the uh, like. So in, when you're doing like big like corporate events or like um, catering style, mm-hmm. um, you cook your shit 90% of the way. 
and right before service you flash it in the oven to finish the cooking process mm-hmm. so on my brain i'm like oh flash in the oven okay maybe it needs to cook a little longer i overcooked twelve hundred dollars worth oh, of tuna because no. she meant to flash it in the freezer <gasps> <laughs> And our executive Sue was in that day, and he was fucking pissed at me. I almost oh, got like shit. not let go, but I almost got demoted. Oh man! He was like, honestly, I put you on the grill station because I thought you were gonna really like rise. Grill was fucking hard because you were by yourself and you had a whole like grill menu, but you also had to cook a special every day. Yeah, grill's not easy. No, so I was doing like chicken sandwiches, uh, burgers whatever we had like oh and a veggie burger mm-hmm. and i had to cook a whole entree which most leads at my same level just had their entree for the day with ex- the exception of pizza which had a whole menu of pizza and also one special pizza a day but they also had a prep cook so i was doing as much work as they were almost minus making the pizza dough and i was doing it was it was hard it was a hard station Oh my god, I remember how much I struggled at first. But yeah, I overcooked all this tuna. And he's like, you better go through every fucking piece of tuna and get the like most rawest you can. So oh my god, the stress level That's from that so day. That's so scary. And he had a he had a conversation with me at the end of the day. He's like, you're, honestly, you're not running the grill station like how I thought you could. Like you're not really rising up to the challenge. And I was like, you know little david oh uh, man yeah i was like i'm sorry i don't i didn't do japanese food a lot in culinary school i was brand new to cooking is within my first year of cooking and i'm like i've never grown up around sushi i don't know anything about raw fish and now i'm like one of the best like i know i make all the japanese shit you could think of crazy. but back in the day i didn't know shit and so that was one of my nightmare days we call awful. that um in the weeds if you ever hear a chef saying they're in the weeds, it means they're being fucked in the asshole. With no Vaseline. No, no damn Vaseline. <laughs> There's pepper down there. Ew. Crushed red pepper? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, those, but those questions you're asking are so fucking interesting. Um, what else do basic I'm just trying to about? think because that's stuff I see a lot on like on food stuff. And stuff. Well, like real chefs aren't going to be bothered by that. Like, does pizza go on pineapple? Like, I don't know. That's if just the flavor, no, but you about. get what I'm saying. Like, does sugar go in pasta sauce? If the pasta sauce calls for it, taste it. Your tomatoes could be sweet enough on its own. So there's no argument. It's just like if you need it. There's no argument don't because hate. none of the people arguing have a refined enough palate to know if it needs sugar or not. Right. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like you don't have. Like I could like taste shit and break it down in ways that the way that my brain works that i try to explain it is when i see food or when i'm thinking about food it is like math to me i don't know how to explain it but it's like if i could draw with math that's how it is cooking for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i um if i'm making something if i'm building a sandwich I take the bread into consideration. What, you want a sandwich now? I want sandwiches so bad. <laughs> Why don't you get a sandwich? You can't have deli meat. What? Yeah, when you're pregnant, you're supposed to have deli meat. Listeria. That's hilarious. So that's like the thing I'm going to have after I deliver this baby. Is a fucking, you want me to a make number a fucking... eight from Togo's with mayo and mustard and cheddar cheese. Yum. Can't wait. Togo's is pretty good. I, I had it when I first Togo's. Went Okay, sorry. I totally um, went off the rail. Continue sandwich. But you know, like, that's how I think of it. Is like you build a sandwich. You have the bread is important. The sauce that you're gonna put on is important. Yeah. You have to think of like, is it too? Mm. Is there sweet stuff on it? Am I putting sweet peppers on it? How am I gonna counter that with something else? What kind of meats are gonna go on it? What kind of cheeses are gonna pair well with all that? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you say sugar and pasta sauce. I'm like, what kind of pasta sauce? What kind of pasta is going with it? Is there gonna, what's going on top of the pasta? Like, yeah. You we are not the same. You are not like a chef. I'm not. If you know, not you particularly. I'm talking <laughs> about know. the people that are asking about sugar and fucking pasta. If you you ask a chef, you know, but don't don't call yourself a chef if you cannot run a kitchen. That's my thing. Not even line cooks can call themselves chefs. Okay, I got another question. Yes, what? Washing 
chicken before you cook no, it. No, you do not wash. No one washes. Do not in, wash meat. In kitchens, you do not wash your meat. You're not, you shouldn't do it at home. If you're washing your meat. Cross-contamination, motherfuckers. Abs- okay. Thank- oh, wow. I'm surprised you know that. I had to do a safety food, whatever, serve, whatever. Oh, yeah. As a server. So you know. But also. Oh, serve safe. Yeah. Nursing. Yeah, you do not wash your food. And the reason for that is because cross-contamination goes. And anything that you could be scared of bacteria-wise cannot be washed off. Like, you're going to wash off fucking... What are you going to wash off? I don't know why people... You can't wash salmonella off, Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I used to do it. I Mm -hmm. used to wash chicken and, like, other meats before I would cook it. No, you do not wash. Which is fucking... Now that I'm, like... That was like when I was very young. Yeah. Like first married. That's young. right. A lot of like people, the you know what? It's the same people that are like, are you using Lowry's? If you're not using Lowry's, you ain't seasoning your food. It's like, shut the fuck up. You have three <laughs> teeth. I don't want to hear from you. You live in a trailer park and you <laughs> eat Vienna sausages with peanut butter. You fucking Ew. peasant. Vienna sausages and peanut butter? I've seen white people do that. That's fucking gross. Well, it's not just white. Actually, it's not usually white people that are complaining about the seasoning stuff. It's usually people of color. Yeah. But I don't give a fuck. I'm here to roast everyone. You don't... Just because you're using your stupid seasoned salt does not mean you know how to season food. No. Period. Don't fucking try me. Anyways, you do not wash your Do not wash your because meats. Because that is a fucking sure tell way to get fucking cross-contamination yes salmonella on a fork because of fucking yes food splash or, and then you use yes. that fork to feed your baby your like, drying rack is right no. next to your your sink yeah, no. and um, then you've got salmonella in your baby's bottle the there but what did i say at the beginning of this episode there is always an exception to the rule and that exception would be any type of clams mussels stuff like that you rent you wash those in salt water okay yeah that's um, the exception there's an exception there. There's other sense. exceptions too. Um, veg, produce, always wash. Please wash, especially always, always, if always it comes wash. out of the ground. Yeah, always wash that because that's um, E. coli ready well, for you. Usually bugs, especially if you're getting. I think organic. of E. coli, like 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 you're probably cilantro and you're, and parsley's and and you're gonna get E. coli from beef. I think more, but yeah, I get I get it. Um, yeah, bean sprouts. Bean sprouts Major. actually are a big, yeah, bean sprouts are a big one. Yes. Um, But yeah, no, do not fucking wash your chicken in your sink, please. Do not wash your beef. Don't do it. There is so much out there right now that is to prevent those things. Yes, we still have outbreaks sometimes, but washing it's never going to help. We have to cook it all the way through. You have to cook it all the way through in order to kill the bacteria. Yeah. Um, You know, people think you need to cook pork all the way through. You don't. Pork can be served medium. It's not That's my... a huge one I did not know about. Yeah. So the reason why it was so bad is because there was outbreaks of I can't remember what the fuck and what it was. Um like a worm in your brain that happened to my cousin. Did it really? Yeah, from like poorly cooked pork. Yeah. It used yeah. to be a bad thing. It's not bad. it's not happening anymore. Like we have too many laws in place. Yeah. And I don't know where the pork was from, but But that's a big thing. Reputable suppliers. Yep. Reputable suppliers is a huge thing. But if you have to, don't wash your chicken. Do not wash your chicken. You're causing more harm. Yep. You're causing more harm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, A lot of other mistakes. I'm trying to think of other mistakes. Please, for the love of fucking God, put a wet paper towel or a wet rag underneath your cutting board to keep it from sliding oh, around yeah. when you're cutting. Yep. That I know. I will fucking... I see people that call themselves chefs and their fucking cutting board is all around the fucking table. I'm like, you're an idiot. You're not a chef. Give me your, you know. Question. Yeah. Answer. The daily Hard bundle. boiling an egg. Uh-huh. Do you put the eggs in before the water boils or all after? Right. Get out your notebooks. <laughs> I'm giving you a second. Get out your notebooks. Okay. The way to cook a hard boiled egg. Perfect hard boiled egg. There is a top and there is a bottom to an egg. The bottom is thicker. Okay. Okay. It's shape, the shape is almost like a teardrop, but not as dramatic. You take a small pin or a paring knife and you poke a mic, like a tiny hole in that. Okay. Okay. You get your water boiling okay. until it's at a rapid boil. Rapid Lots of boil. Okay. Crazy. Then you put in your eggs and you stir it clockwise, counterclockwise mm. for one minute. Mm-hmm. Then you want to make sure it comes up to a rapid boil. Cook it for another 11 or 12 minutes. Okay. And then dunk it in ice water when it's done. Okay. Let it sit and you will have the perfect hard-boiled egg. There you guys go. Look at that. And if you want to make ramen jammy eggs, you do it for six minutes instead of the 
12 or 13, 11 okay. or 12. Yeah. And that way you'll get perfectly peeled eggs too. Cause what happens is when you put the prick in it, a little tiny bit of water gets in there and creates steam and separates the membrane from the outside of the oh, egg. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And if you guys need any cooking tips, let me know. I am literally a chef. <laughs> Please message us on Instagram. You know where to find us. Wooden Spoon Survivors. Let's go. All right, guys. It's been real. Have Bye. <laughs>